You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Brent is a villain, and you're just a hostage. So whenever I'm stepping over your head like an ostrich, groupies been waiting for this, suckers been hating for this. You know why? Because so many y'all are late to this. Jealous is how the feeling intends. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Can you hear that? Did you hear all that stuff? I heard it all. That was amazing. All right. Wow, we Good got work. technology working for us. Is, is that Scott Steiner? Yep. Jesus, I have to give Scott Steiner, the math wizard. I have to give a shout out to uh, Loose Ropes Wrestling. I was listening to their podcast uh, earlier last week, and they played that promo, and it was so good. That was amazing. So, uh, amazing. speaking of amazing, this is uh, episode eleven of the mm. Mezzanine Sleepover, and it's uh, September twentieth. The last time that you and I got together and recorded, I believe, was like almost exactly a month ago. Uh, yeah, we recorded on the seventeenth and eighteenth of uh, August. And at that point in time, we were in the same room in Winnipeg. Yep. And I have since fully transplanted. I'm in Toronto. Yep. You're uh, in Winnipeg in, in your car sitting out in the street. I'm, I'm sitting in the street in front of my house in my in my wife's car because uh, uh, this is the only way that you'll get the poop man uh, loud and uncensored. <laughs> hey. What? I don't want to be waking my family up with... Uh, with with what's to come tonight? Hey, of course. Oh, wait, is it all rabbit all running across the road? All stops right by the door. Oh awesome. yeah, hey, yep. good times. A uh, Terry Duguid sign of my neighbors. Uh huh. So I got I got some liberal vibes going, and uh, yeah. You know what? I uh, I still I don't know who my candidate is. <laughs> I don't know who any of the candidates are in my area. I should. No. I, I got to figure that out. I, I've I've driven by like Olivia Chow signs and. Oh yeah. You know, like it's Toronto, so there's 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 some uh, heavy hitters, but uh, yeah, but uh, my area, I don't know, I don't even know who my MP is right now, so uh, I better get on that. Better get on that, and you, uh, gotta, you gotta live the Toronto life to its fullest. I have. So, uh, can I can I tell you a Toronto story? Of course you can. I'm dying to hear some because well, we we obviously never talk. Of course not. <laughs> You've been gone clearly. I, it's I have like, no idea what's going on. What's been going on in the last month? Yeah. <laughs> so I uh I uh was on uh what did I do yesterday? Oh, I I decided that I was going to take a field trip to uh the flea markets. Yes. So I went to I went to two of them. So in in Winnipeg once every like, you know, I guess 6 months, maybe a little longer than that, I'll go to the flea markets there cuz they're small and if you go too much, it's always the same stuff, right? Yeah. We go like once a year, 
and and you get some differences. And we've got a couple in Winnipeg. We've got Thirsties, <laughs> we've, we've got and we've got Mulvey. Yeah. So so they're pretty good. But of course here they're they're giant. And I went to everything bigger in Toronto. I went to two of them, two like massive massive flea markets. Okay. And uh, just amazed. There are multiple booths that are selling devices to get illegal cable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, just, awesome. hey, come and uh, get this. It's like they sell these Apple TV-like devices where they're like, this will get you free cable. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Just okay. here, here you go. And then Great. even better, when when I go to New York... You'll walk, you'll walk along the street and what people will do is they'll have a blanket and they'll lay the blanket down and then they'll throw DVDs on there and it'll yep. be DVDs of movies that are still in the theater. So it'd be like right now it would be minions and straight out of Compton and <laughs> shit like that just all over the place. And then when the cops come, they just pull the blanket up and run. Yes. So in the flea market, it's just, this is my store. My store sells <laughs> illegal DVDs. Really? Just plain as day. What is the market these days for that? Considering how quickly they turn these things around onto DVD uh, after they're in the they they basically sell them. They don't they sell them on DVD. I don't know what the quality is because I've never bought one, but um, they sell them something like six for twenty bucks. Still though, so you can imagine you can imagine can't wait, like like what three months <laughs> after like, you've probably seen it. Yep. Like if you want it that badly. Yep, it's true. Like I get back in the day where it'd be like six months, ten months would go by, and you you know before you'd see it on 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 VHS or on on DVD. Nowadays they rush them so quickly to DVD, it doesn't make much sense. You know what hit me for the last couple of years? I I've been uh, a little sad because like Cinema City and all the second run theaters have pretty much shut down, and there are none yeah. in Toronto. And nope. uh, and I was like, shit, like, what's happened to them? And and what's happened to them is, you're right, like, the movie just goes out to DVD so fast now. They don't even yeah. have time for second run. Stuff's on DVD, and it's, it's still in Cinecine Northgate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing's at the flea market. I'm walking around, <laughs> and I hear, and I just hear chirping, like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's just people selling birds. Nice. <laughs> just cages full of birds. At the, at the flea market. I go to the pet store when you go to the flea market. Yeah. And, and then so much lingerie. Like multiple yep, stores. And not and not like sexy lingerie. Just big nope. ass bras and panties and gitch. <laughs> just in so bins. Like cheaper than like Walmart or? Oh, there it's worse than Walmart. Yeah, but would it be cheaper like prices? I guess uh, so. Right? I would think so. It's It'd be something like, you know, eight pairs of gatch for, <laughs> for, okay. for 20 bucks. I don't know. Well, I guess it's worth it then, right? So, uh, you know, if you want if you want flea market gatch. Well, you're a- my hookup now because you got flea markets all over the place. What they didn't have was vinyl, which is what I was looking for, which was kind of shocking. Really? Yeah, no records. I don't know. I guess, I'm assuming that the record market has uh, has uh, pushed forward above the flea market level, at least for the time being. Yeah. Around here, that's, that's my only guess. You know, at some point when the thing becomes less trendy, they'll probably make their way back there. But I'm assuming that if you're selling records, you're probably better off just going to a used store. So lots of CDs, though, I would assume. A burnt CDs. <laughs> nice. Just like there is a place where it's all like rap and reggae, but it's all clearly like burnt. Nice. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, that's that's been it. Other than that. You're immersing yourself in the culture of Toronto. I am. I am. I don't... Uh, I can't even think of anything else significant here that uh, that that I can think of that's that's kind of been above and beyond the ordinary. Uh, you went to Blue Jays. 
I went to a Blue Jays game and I saw a guy hit uh, three home runs in a game. That's right. Yeah, which apparently doesn't happen. I, I, I think it was two years ago. I walked out of a game in San Francisco because I don't really give a shit about baseball, and yep. missed an inside the park walk off extra inning home run. Nice. <laughs> so I was glad that I at least caught this one and could be like, yeah, I was at the three home run game. So there you go. But baseball, I like it's exciting with the Blue Jays, but you know, <laughs> it's the, yeah, it'll be cool in the playoffs. Yes. You know, this playoffs. run, you know, playoffs. Oh. See, you need the drops. I do. And you know what? I don't, I don't even care that it's going to be late Did and totally cheesy. I didn't drop okay. out, but I just, I just, uh, I closed everything up on the pad because I wasn't expecting the drop. Oh, damn. Where's, oh, yeah, I know. That's what I right. Did. Look at you. I ruined everything. Here we there go. Just go on, play it. Playoffs. All right. Perfect. <laughs> so I, yes. uh, so yeah, so there's that. And then, uh, the the Argonauts, like, I haven't seen a single Toronto Argonauts anything here. No, of course not. I haven't. I don't I don't buy the paper, but, like, I see the covers of the Metro and the Sun and the Star. There's not a, a shred of Argo stuff. When the Jays play, you know it. People are walking around in their jerseys and they're on the subway. Nothing yep. Argos. Like, nothing Argos. No That's one. Not no one mentions it when I go to work. I, in fact, when I talk CFL, people kind of, like, chuckle. <laughs> They're all <laughs> they're like, so, oh yeah, they're like, yeah, that thing. But uh, apparently, the Argos are moving to um, to BMO Field, though. So that's what I hear. Well, that's what everybody hears. I, not just me. I'm all super connected. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's that's a secret I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you'll you'll like this when I look out my window. I can yeah. see North York Civic Center, which yeah. includes the North York Library, which is a huge library, which has a CD that you're de- you're desperate to look for. Well, yeah, and we talked about this on, on a previous podcast. <laughs> yep. So you go back and listen to one of our other ones and, and find out why. I haven't gone there yet and uh, and, and found it, but that, that's one of my goals for the next uh, few weeks. Well, if you find it, you got to rip it and then, and then get it to me somehow. And then also, job. also in front of the Civic Center is Mel Lastman Square. That's right. I, mean, I, I remember seeing some of those things around when I was checking out on Google Maps. So apparently they have, ice skating in the, they have ice skating in the winter. They had... Uh, yes. over Labor Day weekend, they had some like Hispanic, like dancing festival. Yep. <laughs> so I was watching people from my balcony and they're just down there, like doing mariachi dance on the stage. <laughs> good. Did any good bike riding or what? Uh, no bike riding. My bike tire got twisted in the, in my balcony and I haven't repaired it yet. So I strolled around the area though. The area is pretty nice. It's, uh, yep. it's, there's nothing, there's nothing. It's all pretty normal, like pubs, restaurants, stuff like there's no CD. Thing. It's not like porn stores or, you know, anything like that. It's it's a you know a pretty much your chagrin, I guess. Well, if you go down the well, road, it's not quite dirt baggy enough for you. No, it's not dirt baggy. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's actually I don't know if I call it upscale, but it's 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 actually a pretty nice area. Well, good. So it's it's not so, that uh, bad. You've been uh, you've been busy. Uh, you've got a new gig over on uh, on on in po- the podcast world. I see. I have. Well, we haven't started yet, but I uh, I went to um I went to a game on uh, on Friday, so uh, uh, I went to the wrong arena first because the team plays out of an arena in Mississauga, and with poor advertising on their website, apparently this warm up game was at like another arena, okay, in Etobicoke. So I showed up in Mississauga, and they're like, "Ah, they're not playing here. They're twenty minutes away." So I went to the other arena. It's some some Toronto Marlies facility, but. You know, it was like a five dollar ticket, and it was some. Yeah. You know, it was just some junior hockey game. But met met uh, Phil or uh, Phil Phil yeah Phil from uh, 
Arctic Ice Hockey. So we're uh, nice. we're talking about doing a, a secondary gig, talking to some SB Nation people because I can't get enough. Well, you've already it's already you've already got a, a Twitter presence. We're trying AIH two zero four anticipation two zero four one six. I know. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I realized, "Oh yeah." Yep. Yeah, yeah we're, we figured. And, and when I say I realized, I I looked at the bio on the Twitter page, so. and you're like, "Oh, that's what it is." That's what it is. Yes. But uh, so, anyways, what's uh, I, I've I've kept in touch with Twitter uh, over stuff going on in Winnipeg, but I haven't really talked to anyone about it. What's what's the haps? What's been what's been going what's on the in the last in month? Winnipeg? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking, if we're if we're talking about like my Twitter experience is usually just around this and Jets, uh, just a lot of angst and a lot of fighting, and people mad and angry about the Jets, and people mad and angry that people are mad and angry. What? Um, the fan fest was yesterday. Uh, we were thinking of maybe taking our our son, but we ended up not going. I, I you know, the amount of the amount of grown ass adults who who walk around this thing without kids. <laughs> is disconcerting. <laughs> um, so I, I was like, ah, you know, you know, walking around hoping to shake Chevy's hand, you know, uh, other than that, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Here. You know, what's funny about all the jets angst. Yeah. Why are people mad? Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. It's been and a the, month since yeah, we were saying, well, nothing's happened since we last sat I down. Know. Since you're happening. Since we last sat down, nothing has happened. Oh, and then they're like, you know what? The news is all like, wow, Shifley put on some pounds. <laughs> like, well, I hope it's in his fucking legs. <laughs> Jesus. It's like pro athlete works out during off season. Well, and then there's <laughs> these guys, you know, these guys who I don't know what they do in, with their lives, but they go to these open practices in the middle of the week and they take pictures of the players. They're like, oh, buff looking slim. <laughs> it's like he's in fucking like, you know, 20 pounds of equipment. <laughs> like buffs looking good. What the fuck? What's your problem? I don't know. I don't know what kind of like. Do these people have jobs? Yeah, I I, I don't know. But um, they uh, I do I do enjoy I do enjoy the lack of anything about Lad Bufflin. And it's like you got to get something done. Anything, anything. Huh? And people are like so happy right now because Bufflin said something like he wants to stay in Winnipeg. Like he's gonna say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like that's the guy. If there's a guy that's gonna leave. It's him. And he just he just won't resign and he'll just leave to go somewhere where he can win, right? Yeah, and make money. And and they're like, "Well, oh, but he, you know, he 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 grew up uh, you know, like 166 kilometers from Winnipeg." It's like, "So fucking what?" <laughs> Jonathan Taves grew up in Winnipeg in and make the money that he, he deserves. And yeah, and there's he's not coming back here to play. But yeah, it's, it's I I'm finding it fascinating. The, the, all the talks and you know if the Jets are lowballing these guys or trying to squeeze as much as they can like the market is there for them to sign somewhere else and make big money. Andrew Ladd uh, is a top left winger just points wise Yep. and he's a captain pay him what he's worth it doesn't matter either pay him what he's worth or trade him they're sitting around trying to squeeze blood from a stone and uh, and you know that they're oh, we're a budget team okay Honestly, you Sounds know what? Good. If one or the other of these two guys leaves the team with no return, like yep. walks away, Chevy should lose his job. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like he should. It's it's the worst case of asset management ever. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. If there's even a a, a a whiff of, you know, uh, and I'm talking more Buffalo that he's like he's gonna leave. Yep. 
that he does not want to re-sign here, then you you have to move him. Like immediately, immediately. Yep. You can't play a season and get locked in with him in the playoffs, and uh, and then you know you might maybe you don't make the playoffs and then he's gone. <sighs> well, you know, well, you know, uh, I don't even know. Like, I I at one point in time I was saying like it's it's it can't happen. Like it it just it will never happen. And now, just get a little bit more nervous. Of course. <laughs> you know. Of course. <laughs> ah, good old Jets. So uh, the other thing, hockey related, that yes. that I thought was the best story in the last month. Yeah, all right, give her. So people are really mad about this uh, this idea of ads being on the jerseys. I know. Like people are really mad, and there are so many angles to this that 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 amuse me. Like one, the jersey is an ad. Yeah, I know. the The logo is a corporate logo for a, a company that makes money from people that buy. <laughs> yeah, and if you talk about it in, from a Winnipeg perspective, the Jets logo is an ad for the Royal Canadian Air Force. It is. And people people are like, oh, well, it's a sacred logo. It's existed for four years. I know. It's a four-year-old logo, the Jets version of this. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, 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 it's sacred. But the one argument that gets me the most is the people that are like, if they put ads on jerseys, I'm done. I'm done with hockey. So, <laughs> so let me get this straight. You're okay with hockey when it stopped, like yeah. twice when they were like, "We're not going to have a season." Yep. We're gonna we're gonna give up a whole season over money, and then eight years later, we're gonna just stop again. Yep. And these people are back, but now, now we're like, hey, you know what? Yeah. We're gonna put Burger King on the front of the jersey. No, no, no. You're no, okay. No. Yeah, exactly. You're okay with. Um, I don't, uh, the, the, um, there's ads on the boards, there's ads on the ice, there's ads at the commercials, there's ads if you're at the game, um, there are ads everywhere. Your ticket prices are nuts. The ads are on, uh, there's, there's an ad on the arena. The arena's yeah, name exactly. is an advertisement. But this is the last straw. And I don't care. You know what? It doesn't matter to me. Um, they could plaster logos all over the place. It just doesn't matter. Don't buy the one, you know, don't buy a jersey with all the ads. Just wear a jersey if you want. Or Enjoy the game, who cares? Or if you're serious about not supporting the product, then don't. You know, if enough people walked away from it, something would change, right? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to make they're those. Gonna put, they're going to put ads on. It'll be great. They'll slap. I can't ugly. wait to see what, what fucking shitty advertiser the Jets line up. Because <laughs> you know, it's not going to be some big thing. It's going to be like fucking BMO or RBC or GM or, you know, the big, you know, any of that, it's going to be like, you know, like Scotty's or something. It's be amazing. <laughs> hey, that would, that would make some sense though. I know. <laughs> I know. It's going to be amazing. I hope it's something terrible because it would be just one more, re- one more way to make people really upset. Of course it would. People would be so mad, yep. and then, but, but they, they'd be so mad and still like go to the games and, Give the team money and all that shit. Stop it. If you're gonna, if you're talking about, oh, I'm gonna draw the line here. Stop it. If you're with hockey now, after everything you've been through over the last yep. decade, shut up. Yep, exactly. So right uh, on, brother. So I guess let's get to the main event. What do you think? Yeah, one sec. I want to ch- quick, quick chat here. I'm having a lot of. Um, I want. I want to give an update. I usually um, we we start. Ho- I start hockey myself. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's I did, right. and I want to. I uh, the Swamp Dusters started a uh, a full winter schedule mm-hmm. on Friday night. Got a few new recruits. Uh, 
uh, Mike's brother Matt, aka also known as Monster Balls, yeah, won the team and got himself a couple goals. And uh, Team One Six Three, I of course uh, played four shifts, ran the fuck into some guy, <laughs> and uh, fucked my ribs up something awful. Ugh. So I can't, I can't, I can't get up from sitting down. I can't get up from lying down. I can't walk around very easily. <laughs> awful. First game, right out of the right out of the gate. Like first Done. period. First period. I played three shifts. I got hurt. Sat on the bench. Got back on for one more shift. I left the ice. I didn't have the key to the locker room, so I had to sit in the stands with my dad. <laughs> my dad came to watch for the first time it's all four shifts and i'm done he's but like that's my son out there yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking awful but yeah so and then so you know i've been spending my um my recuperation time uh that i've that i've had uh getting the old that uh, we're, we're doing my, my bright idea which is like every other fucking lunch pail hockey team is to is to do the old uh the old hardest working player hard hat oh yeah uh, getting it all getting it all ready got it all spray painted gold gonna get some stickers it's gonna be great <laughs> good so job I gotta do something well of course we'll, you got we'll to... see if i play on wednesday i'll give you an update next uh next uh sleepover what, what's the prognosis on a uh, three days in advance are you uh no i'm not playing i'm hoping to get back for saturday all right sunday sunday sunday's sunday? my goal yeah sunday night that's my goal all right well i need updates <laughs> yeah i will give you updates absolutely so, so yes yeah, so let's get to the main event so in 2002 <laughs> We uh, went to our, this would be our third wrestling event that we went to together. We, yes. start, we started off in Pay-per-view. 19, 19, yes, yes. 1996, we went to In Your House 4, which is. 95. 95, right? Yep. Jeez. Yep. That, and that review is coming. Trust me. That review oh, is gosh. coming. Yep. That was a bad event. Number, yes, it was. number two is SummerSlam 99 reviewed uh, a few sleepovers ago. Yep. Uh, and, uh, number three though, was the biggest one of, of them all for, for us Mm -hmm. collectively, because we went to Toronto Yep, and we saw WrestleMania X8. X8, not 18 folks. X8. They, their naming convention was funny for a small period of time. Like they counted them up to 15 and, uh, used Roman numerals except, except for WrestleMania 13. And two, and 13. two, two and thirteen. 13. They yep. use they use the number. Then it was Roman numerals. Then they get to WrestleMania sixteen, but they called it WrestleMania two thousand. Yeah, well, everything was called two thousand back then. And then seventeen was X seven. Yep. And eighteen was X eight. Yep. And then we were back to the Roman numerals. Yep. Basically until uh, last year or this year, yes. when it was just WrestleMania is what they tried to call it. Oh, without 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 brand without giving it a number. Yeah. So okay. WrestleMania, for, 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 for those of you that don't know, and that would be all of you, <laughs> WrestleMania X7 is my favorite pay-per-view of all time. That's a good pay-per-view. And I, I basically felt that way like from the moment I saw it. And I still agree to this day. It's my favorite. So Favorite WrestleMania, hey? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I would have to concur. It's, it's, it's the best WrestleMania. I mean, my favorite to watch is probably five, but I love... I, X7 is... The best one of them all. Five is great because of Jesse. <laughs> yes, I just love watching five. And there's some. There's it's not some, a very good WrestleMania. No, but there's some enough classic stuff in it. Yeah, X Seven is probably my my favorite. Well, it is my favorite one. Um, another one that surprisingly I, I'm fond for, and it's one of the only ones after WrestleMania Nine that I hadn't seen live was Twenty Two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, twenty two is a damn good WrestleMania. If that you is haven't, a good WrestleMania. If you, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. It's it's fabulous. It's a great show. No, no, I remember that one. You know, 
But, uh, but, uh, 17 is my favorite. And so I remember watching 17 and being, you know, just being in the stadium and so, so many flashbulbs <laughs> for the and, entrances. And, 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 and at X7, you, you were living in Edmonton. Yep. Yeah. Just such great, you know, great matches, just great everything. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I want to be a part of something like that. And then they announced X8 in Toronto. Yeah. And it was like, damn it, we're going to be in the Sky Dome. Yep. It's going to be a massive audience. It's going to be like exactly what I, what what I was hoping for. Yes. And uh kind of wasn't. And yeah. It kind of wasn't. I mean, there was stuff. And we'll talk about it. We don't have to go into it cuz we can we're going to go through it match by match. Yep. And it will reveal itself that it wasn't very good. It was a great trip. It was. And the event was worth going to because as wrestling fans know, there's one match in particular on the card that, that it's a one match show. It's a very significant match in wrestling history. Yeah, and it's a and it's yeah. a and it's a one match show. WrestleMania history, anyway. Yep. Um, but yeah, on the trip, I'm trying to remember stuff from the trip. Uh, well, the trip was um, it was you and me and the Cajun Man and Mistopheles, and uh, that was the four of us that went to the show. And the Cajun Man, of course, at the time he lives in Winnipeg now, but he lived in in uh, in in well, I don't know. He, he was, was in Ottawa at the time. Carlton Place, Ottawa. And um, so what happened was is that Mustaf, Lorne, flew out before us a couple days. Yep. And then you and I flew out, and Mike met us in Hamilton. Yes. And we drove into Toronto. And we stayed on, what, King? Yep. I'd like the Holiday Inn. In the the Holiday Inn. So we were right fucking down there. We were. And it was amazing. It was great. And I remember the first thing when we drove in, and we parked, and we got out, and there's Lorne sitting there, and he's got the sign. And it says we'll wrestle for food. Yep. And it was great because it was a good start to the whole thing. We were like, yes. And the and the the, the, way, the city was buzzing. WrestleMania. It was great. I have a great picture of uh, on the plane where you're you're proudly holding holding your MP3 player that probably oh my had, God, that, yeah. that probably had like sixty four yes. megs of. <laughs> oh yeah, it was of, about sixty four megs. It held basically one CD worth of. You're, you're like this holds fifteen songs. And, <laughs> and I'm not like not a CD worth of MP3s. A CD worth of music in mp3 format yes so yeah about about what 60 minutes of music yep about that and so yeah i was very excited to have it was was a nike one too so much pride (laughs) yes i know i was so proud of that thing um we also we went to the hockey hall of fame yep uh there's a picture of me making a face next to dale howard chuck's uh hall of fame induction plaque and us us like gawking at the Stanley Cup and like standing standing on like a on, a, on a, like an elevated platform and looking inside of it. <laughs> of course, because you know that's what you do. And also we brought our Hulk Hogan mask for we Hulk did. Domo to be there. And Hulk Domo, you know, posed in, 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 in a bunch of different ways. My favorite part about Hockey Hall of Fame, there's two things that will remind me of this trip always. First is walking around Toronto trying to call out Pat Quinn. That was amazing. Oh yes, the coward. Yeah, calling him a coward, which nowadays, you, you know, it's kind of in poor taste. Yep. But back then was funny. And uh, the you going into the whatever in the Hall of Fame, the the TSN your call booth or whatever, <laughs> and doing your own call of some game, some random classic game. And uh, I believe that what the way that you called the game, sitting there with people all around you, being all, oh, that fucker passes it to this fucker over here. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the puck in the corner. All this fucker hits him. It's so good. Well, everyone's a sucker in, in, in my world of commentary. Yeah. We went to a Toronto Rock game, yeah, right? I, yeah, we went to a Toronto Rock game. 
uh, Mike was big uh, lacrosse fan, so uh, yeah, we we that and uh, can't remember. There was a lot. Of, we 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 got uh, had a lot of uh, uh, shenanigans go on. Well, we went to the we went to WrestleMania, and then after WrestleMania, we ordered pizza, pizza, and then it just never came. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, we don't deliver. We don't deliver tonight downtown because of WrestleMania." <laughs> like, but but we called you and put an order in. Yep. <laughs> Awful. But Awful. But of all the things, of course, the main event was WrestleMania. Um, yes. You went dressed up as a sexy boy. I did. Mike went dressed up as a Cajun man. Yes. Lauren went dressed up as K-Dog. Or K-Dog. Trey Dog. Trey Dog, his rapper character. And I went with an Edmonton Oilers jersey on. <laughs> yes, and a Hulk Domo mask. And a Hulk Domo mask. You know, Hulk Domo... Always a big Oilers fan. Yes, of course. And it wasn't just the Oilers jersey. It was your classic Oilers jersey, that that awful cog with the fire coming out of it. The 90, or sorry, the 2001 third jersey. Oh, God. The, 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 the little cog with the oil drop. With the five little points that represent their Stanley Cups. Yep. Oh, barf. And uh, we had floor seats. We were, if we were, uh, again, we were on the same side as a hard camera. We always seem to get the same side as a hard camera. I and know. we were probably about 20 rows back. And probably, if you're watching, if you ever watch the event, the entranceway is very, very long. And probably about two thirds of the way down the entranceway yeah. is probably what we, we were. We were actually quite close to the hard camera. Yeah. Like, like we weren't close to it, but we were. We had the same kind of view as the hard camera did, except for we were way lower. Yep. And it wasn't like the best seats, but that's where we were. So literally, we were never, there was never a chance to be on camera. There, you know, so we were all dressed up really for nothing. So I'll, I'll have some general thoughts about the show as we go along, but just a couple of things that I was thinking of as we're, we're watching this show. Yeah. It, it feels, first of all, I don't know if a rest, any other WrestleMania featured more current uh, past or future world champions. <laughs> yeah. There were lots. Like lots, there were eh? lots. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just uh, taking a peek over here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, Jesus. 13, 14, you count 15, RVD 16. In there? Yep. 16. Yep. 16, 16 of them. world, former and, and now current world well, champions. And, and I'm talking about people that won, won world championships, like, it, with the exception, I think, of Ric Flair and DDP. They won only in WCW. The rest of them won in... Well, not in, Flair. It, oh, no, he won in WWF. You're right. But not uh, DDP. No. He's I, the only one I, I count as a world champion, but obviously didn't win. Uh, Booker won. Oh, but, well, he was the WCW champ. Oh, yeah, no, he right. was Sorry. King Booker. I forgot about King Booker. Yeah, so so Look you would me. think so you would think based on that it would be a good show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I emailed you this once or tweeted it to you, and it was like all these guys that were on the roster at the time, and this is what they came up with. The the other thing was it felt like we caught this like really bad moment in time. Like we had just so what had happened in WWF, and at the time it was WWF when we went to the That's show. Another couple. Months. Yeah. Yep. So WrestleMania X7 happened the, the in 2001 in March, and then yep. at that time they went into the invasion angle. Yeah. And the invasion angle was done like months before our show. Yeah. What Survivor Series? <laughs> like it's this this angle that should have lasted for years was done in six months. Yeah. And then after the invasion angle ended, and it had kind of like the B squad from WCW in it. Yeah, like they had a couple of guys like Booker T and DDP were probably the top 
pure yeah. WCW guys, but that was it. Then after that, they brought in Flair and then the NWO and Hall and Hogan, Nash. Hall and Nash. So, and that was exciting. Like it was all of a sudden, like we're going to see Hogan and we're going to see NWO at, at WrestleMania. And then after the show happened, then Brock Lesnar showed up like the day after. I know. WrestleMania. I know. So he makes his debuts. So we don't see that. Another one that really hit me was, and we'll talk about it when we get to the matches, but Kurt Angle wrestles Kane and Booker T wrestles Edge. And then like two months later, Angle and Edge are, are tearing yep. pay-per-views down, <laughs> but wrestling each I other. And then, Shawn, and then Shawn Michaels comes back like four months later. Shawn Michaels and uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero all back. Yep. And Benoit. We missed a lot, but, yep. but, but again, <laughs> that being said, again, like we were complaining, Oh, it was WrestleMania. Like it was still awesome. Right. That was pretty good. So, uh, I'll run through the show. You, I have my notes. Yeah. I don't have notes, but I remember a lot vividly. I've watched this show many times. All right. So um, it was, uh, yeah. So saliva opens. <laughs> oh God. Terrible. This show was memorable for multiple live performances by Saliva and Drowning Pool. It was it was bad. And it was not good. Live performances at show at wrestling shows like never work ever. No, I know. Cuz the crowd doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, cuz you guys pretty much have like okay, so if you have a concert, right? And it's a band. The, all the people there for the most part are there to see the band. And it you put a band in at a wrestling show and it just maybe what a, a small percentage of the, of the fans want to see that band. Yeah. So, but, so you get saliva. I didn't give two shits about saliva or drowning pool. I thought they were stunk and were terrible. And like, I don't mind if the band plays the wrestler in, like if you want well, to bring fine. the band into, you know, like at uh, WrestleMania 29, they brought in uh living color to play cult of personality. That was oh, awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause they played CM Punk in. And yes. at, at one point, like Triple H gets played in by the band. And I think there was another one. So, oh, the Dudley boys get played in. Yeah. So that's so the band's fine. Played four times. But when they're like, let's have the band just play a song at the start, they're like, here's, here's so a, like, they're going to pay tribute. <laughs> they're going to pay tribute to, you know, the, 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 the lead up to the match. Yeah. At one point, at one point in the show, like about an hour and a half in, they're like, we're going to show you a video of all the events leading up to the Chris Jericho Triple H main event, and we're going to have Drowning Pool play. Yeah. <laughs> so Drowning and Pool so played, and they the show crowd, a video. Yeah. We sat in the crowd watching Drowning Pool play, and you couldn't really see the video. Yeah. It's so, bad. So Saliva opens, and... Yeah. uh and then the opening match starts, and uh, I was—I thought it was interesting that the CD at the time that they're hawking their music off of is called Forcible Entry. Because <laughs> you just have to have, like, so much testosterone. I know. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's classic uh, CD titles So from, opening, that, from that era. Opening match is RVD versus William Regal for the IC title. Yes. And William Regal's gimmick at the time is that he, has, he carries brass knucks in his trunks. Yep. And knocks guys out. So there's well, he multiple, has the power of the punch. So there's multiple instances where he's he's got knuckles, they get kicked out of his hand, then he's got more. Yep. One thing that I thought of was do you think that you get like do you think that packs have inner pockets? They must. Because where would you put the knucks? Yeah, you know, they'd have to be in a little pouch in the front, right? Like maybe maybe you like put there's them, a pouch inside. Because you've got we know like, you know, not having ever wrestled, but from what I've seen, you've got your packs. Yep. And, and then you've got your underpacks. 
Yes. The wrestlers were gitch under their gitch. So maybe they yeah, put... Of course they do. So maybe they put the item between both because I just... Would you put the brass necks like up against your balls? Like I don't... It's like there's got to be pack makers for heels. They make packs that have special compartments. It's like a magician, right? Yeah. You get your, you get your magician's outfit with the special cape or like a special little hiding pocket. It's got to be something. Yeah, because otherwise they would fall, like they might fall out, right? They might fall out like by your balls. <laughs> that oh, would exactly. be embarrassing. You don't, you don't want like the, you don't want your cock getting tied up in your brass knuckles. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, that... Speaking of like dongs, I swear in this match, uh, Regal's, uh, scrote falls out of his packs at some point. <laughs> I, don't I didn't have like I didn't really want to start going back trying to pinpoint it exactly, but I but something just seemed like it it happened. <laughs> other than, it just seemed like it happened. Other than that, all I my, can't confirm that. Though. All my notes say other than that is nothing special at all. RVD wins one star. So that's not that's very it. good. No, and uh, there's a botch finish as well. But uh, that's yes. a lot of matches actually had that. I was remembering too. One one little bit of trivia was I did, didn't X Factor fight in the dark match. I don't even remember, but I'm by my computer. I think they did. X Factor. Let me look up uh, good old Wikipedia. Who do they fight? I can't remember. X Factor. All right, I'm going to Wikipedia right as as we do this show because for oh, you listeners, I can hear the clicking and clacking of your keyboard. I know. All right. Uh, we have <clears throat> in the opening match. No, we do not have X Factor. We do have a match, though. We have Rikishi, Scotty Too Hotty, and Albert defeated. Okay. Defeated Mr. Perfect, Lance Storm, and Test. I don't remember that. Six like, man, six man tag team match with Jacqueline as a special guest referee. <laughs> oh, great! I don't. Did we even see that match happen? I don't. I honestly, I can't remember. Oh, well, anyway, X-Factor did did fight in the uh, X7 uh, dark match. Yes. So that's the one I was thinking of. All right. Well, anyway, so so the first match, uh, RVD, uh, William Regal, not very good. So then we have Christian and DDP. Oh, God. And they had a little promo before where Christian turns on Toronto. Yeah. He has to, he has to get heat by saying that he moved from stinky Toronto to awesome Florida. Yeah. Because they, they wouldn't, you wouldn't want anybody... They, hometown crowd cheering a heel and they they set the match up actually just the monday before like they'd been running an angle with the two of them for i guess a month and then they didn't actually pull the pull the trigger on setting the match until the monday before yeah and uh christian's theme music is awesome yes and i'm glad we got to see it live it was great he only used it for like six months i know it was such good theme music uh christian does a low blow in this match right in front of the ref Yep. The ref's just watching him. Yep. Um, and I also put bit bit of a botch on the diamond cutter spot. Yep. And uh DDP wins. Two stars. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty boring match, though. The the only redeeming quality is at the end when DDP tells Christian he was proud of him not throwing a tantrum. And then Christian throws a fucking tantrum. Yeah. Like full on flopping on his back. Awesome. He's all taking bumps yep. <laughs> as he does it as oh, he good. does a tantrum. Um, Christian tantrums were, were worth it. That was good. A match that I completely forgot that happened. So okay. so all of a sudden then the Goldust theme hits. I'm like, Goldust? Oh god. Alright, Gold I'm like, Goldust was on this event? Who did he wrestle? He had returned at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And yeah. and then <laughs> Maven? And who was hardcore champ? Was it Maven? Uh Maven was the hardcore champ. Okay. So Maven So Maven comes out and it's like it's basically 
the veteran fighting the greenest guy in the world. Oh, Maven was pretty terrible. Like Maven's flying around and stuff, but he's all out of control. Things get botched and missed. Yeah. The the best thing about it was gold that's uh, gold garbage cans. Yes, he had garbage cans of gold and he had a and he had gold a shovel. Garbage cans. And he had Amazing. a shovel that was made out of gold. God, I hated the hardcore title shit. Uh, God, I hated that stuff. Spike Dudley runs in, by the way, and he gets the pinfall. <laughs> so yep, yep. here's another that's thought awesome. I had as we're going through this with this hardcore title. So the hardcore title, for those of you that don't remember, was a title that you could that had to be defended at all times, 24-7. Yep. And uh, as long as you had a ref with you, you could find the champion and pin them and win the yeah, title. Sleeping. Yes. Yeah. Sleeping in the back, you could pin them. Or you know you could you could waffle them outside in the parking lot. So this this goes on throughout this event, and and this, this hardcore title gimmick went on for like three years. It was way too long. But way too- but one of the things that I thought about with this was, <laughs> why would you want to win this title? I don't know why. People were clamoring for it, and it was like I would just be like, you know what? I don't know. It's like, not worth it. It's not. It's, it's a, not it's- worth having someone you know like blast into my hotel room with a camera and a referee. Like, trying to pin me in the middle of the night. It's a non-prestigious title. The title is a broken up belt that Mr. Perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. smashed on a Saturday night's main event. <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, I, I just think, again, place it in real life. Why would you ever want that belt? No, it, it, there's no reason to want that title belt. And, uh, you know, it was fine. At first, it was kind of a cool title. And it didn't take long before the, uh, the, the fun kind of wore off. You know, when Godfather's Ho was winning it. Yep. And Briscoe and Patterson and... Yeah, the, the, the skits that played throughout the night were like, I didn't really get it, because the hardcore title match the year before was actually quite good. It was. And this was just junk. Uh, Drowning Pool played after that. Oh, I gave that match a dud, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's absolute dud. Drowning Pool played the the video with the Triple H <laughs> yeah. thing. Then backstage, uh, Spike Dudley's running around trying to get away with the title, and Hurricane catches him and, and wins the title. Yeah, and Hurricane, of course, had sound effects. Yes, he did. Then we get Kurt Angle versus Kane. <laughs> if if there's again one, why if there's one match that's like so incredibly disappointing <laughs> to have as a fan, it would I be to know. it would be to waste Kurt Angle against Kane. I know. Well, we we voiced our displeasure while we were watching the match. We were all just. We were chanting every punch and kick. And you know what? Watching this match, I ended up giving it two stars, but it was actually a good two star match because of Angle. It was like, oh, yeah. it was it was highly watchable. And um, having not watched this this event for a little while, I I, I always recall this match as being crappy because of Kane, and it wasn't great. But nope. Angle made it good. It was watchable. It wasn't bad. Uh, but it was because it was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle coming out and, and in his pre-match speech saying that he didn't win his gold medal by whining and complaining like the figure skaters was, was so priceless. Good. So good. Because you know I'm what? So right. It's kind of true. It is true. And then... Uh, and then Kane comes out, and then before the match starts, Angle clocks him with the ring bell. Yep. Just knocks him out with the ring bell, and then the ref just rings the bell to start the match. Like, yeah, all right, well, this is when we start. Like, again, imagine if it's the Jets are about to play, like, you know, the Canucks, and then the Canucks all two-hand everybody on the Jets across the head with their sticks. And the ref's like, like, okay, start that. All right, start, start the, the game. game. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, so, yeah, the punches and kicks that we yelled out from the uh, crowd. Yep. Uh, another botched pin. This was oh, a weird just pin. Terrible. 
You know what? Two years in a row for Kurt Angle. I know, hey. This uh, didn't make sense. Yeah. It's like he was struggling to remember what he's supposed to do. Yep. Uh, but he won, and it was two stars. He couldn't just beat Kane, by the way. He had to protect Kane. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, Kane. you know, it's going to have to be a cheating. We go backstage. Not terrible, but not very good. Okay. Yeah, backstage. Hurricane's running around, and he goes into a locker room and hides behind, like, one of those silhouette yeah. dressing whatever things. And then yeah, one of those changing uh, screens. And then these and then these four ladies come out, and of course they have a very realistic conversation where one of them takes her top off, and she's yeah. and she's got her bra on, and she's saying to everybody, "Yeah, but are they too big?" And just like keeps saying, "Like, are they too big?" Yeah, because that's what happens. I'm sure all the yeah. women, all the women that listen to this show, please confirm. Yes, <laughs> but uh, and then uh, Godfather or they notice it that Hurricane's there and they get they scream and Godfather comes in and chases him out. They scream because he's holding a mop and it looks like he has a big giant erection. And yes, and when uh, and when the Godfather comes in and the silhouette, he pulls at the mop like he's jacking him off. I know it's just it's just bad. Who wrote this shit? Is what they say. Godfather. Who wrote it? Godfather, who isn't even uh, on the card. Nope. But hey, I, I guess he got paid though, right? Got got to get him. Got to get the Godfather in for a promo. Forget you know uh, a Hogan promo or an Austin promo or a or a Hall promo with Nash. Forget a promo from anybody. Let's let's stick the Godfather in there and get him some screen time. <laughs> that's right, because that's what the like, people want. I found to be a, a distinct lack of hype. Like nobody, you know, you don't see any, you know, like they had the Rock, and that was pretty much it. It was. They had some guys like you know Christian and 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 a couple other dudes, but really there was a real distinct lack of you know pre-match promos or anything. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. Uh, so then we got the Undertaker and Ric Flair. Ah, uh, yes, the Biker Taker. You know what? Honestly, again, I at the time and and going forward, I was like, this match sucked. It was boring. Yeah. And looking back at it, it might have been the best match on the card. I think it might have been too. Like just from a pure wrestling standpoint, you know, I I thought it was at first I actually wrote boring match, and then as time passed, I was like, oh, like you know, because it was the build, like Flair's taking a beating, and then he makes a big comeback, and when Flair's yeah. like, when Flair's making the chops and yeah. gets the figure four on in the Arn Anderson yep. spot, the place goes fucking crazy. It was good, you know, it's it's great. Yeah, it's a good match. Um, highlights for me of this match: Jim Ross yeah. makes a big ass soup bones reference. <laughs> He does. <laughs> he also, for some reason, calls uh, Undertaker Booger Red. <laughs> yes, he does. He what does. What was that? I have no idea. But yes, Booger Su- Red. <laughs> Soup Bones reference. Uh, this is the first time uh, where they really push the idea that the Undertaker's got a streak going. Yep. It's it's mentioned in previous WrestleManias. There's reference to him not being defeated, but this is the first time where they're like he could be ten and zero, and then when he wins it, Undertaker does the count on his fingers. To ten, yep. So it's yep. it's really the start of the idea of a streak. Um, Undertaker <laughs> got to twenty one before he lost. That's right. Undertaker gives Flair a top rope superplex. I know, like where Undertaker is the one giving the superplex, and he actually stands on the top rope to deliver it. So good. Maybe the biggest so bump good. he's ever taken. And then he could do it in leather pants. Yes, he could. Um, <laughs> Undertaker does the rope rope walk heat spot. So yep. he he goes. There's a few things that are great about this. He uh, it's it's you know people refer to it as old school in the later days. Yep. 
Yeah. So he does an arm ringer and then he goes up the turnbuckle and then he walks to the middle of the rope and comes down and yeah. smacks the guy, right? So yeah. he goes up the turnbuckle and he's standing at the top and he looks at a fan out in the crowd and calls him a piece of shit. And then so good. Flair pulls him, yanks him off the rope to which Jerk Ross or Jerk Ross, Jim Ross says he got jerked off the top rope. So good. Uh, I, I love I love Heel Undertaker. Last Heel Undertaker at WrestleMania is this one here. Yep. Yep. Uh, everybody bleeds. Everyone. Oh God. Flair is bleeding like crazy. Undertaker does a little blade job, and Arn Anderson bleeds like crazy. Yep. Uh, and the last ride gets botched at the end. Undertaker tries to put Flair in the last ride twice. It's a power bomb. I don't think Flair wanted to take that move. No, Flair sandbagged him so bad. Oh, he just said, put me in the fucking tombstone, brother. Yeah, so... Which he did. So Undertaker, Which I think they weren't wanting Undertaker to use. Well, wasn't this during the... No, the people weren't doing pile drivers phase of WWF? I, I think Undertaker was always exempt from that. Maybe. That big-ass last ride where, where the packs all ride up. Yep. Yeah, when he picked them up. So Flair just sandbagged him, and uh, it, he beats it, it, up the ref at the end, which was amazing. Yes, he does. He just I love Biker Taker. Yeah, you know Biker Taker was the best. He was pretty awesome. Um, he didn't give a fuck. That build up to that match was great. All beating up David Flair, so good. I also love about the Undertaker how his entrance is such a babyface entrance. <laughs> yeah, like really, the dude rides out on a motorcycle and to roll in by <laughs> Limp Biscuit, which. Maybe one of the top five entrances of all time was WrestleMania 17 when that dude came out. Yeah, I know. I gave it two and a half stars. Yeah, it was pretty. I I, I like that. I like that match. So then uh, we had Booker T against Edge. Okay. I, I had a bad buildup. I have two comments about this match. Yep. Match was made over a Japanese shampoo shampoo endorsement. Terrible. There was a guy with a sign in the crowd that said they're fighting over shampoo. So bad. Uh, the second thing is uh, I put meh, and not my match. And for uh, like a second half of the card match, it was short. It was six and a half minutes. Yeah, wasn't yeah. I, you know what? I I remembered nothing about this match. Edge just and beat I watched him. it, and I still don't remember anything about this match. They did some moves. Uh, Booker T did a spinneroonie to a big pop. Edge did a spinneroonie, yep. and then he won. Like that was kind of it. And that was it. Yeah, and he kind of you know like. You know, did the edge babyface edge shit, and that that was the end of it. That was it. Again, they, again, you could have put edge against anybody. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good styles clash at that time. Like a good meshing of styles. No. Um, I it was dead in the arena. No, it was. Oh, it sorry, was no the Sky Dome. Yep. Backstage, Molly Holly wins a hardcore title because you know, funny. Yay. Yep. It's funny. Uh, then probably the biggest waste of the whole card. Uh, Scott Hall against Steve Austin. I know. Where to begin? Like, I don't even know. The build-up? Start that? Why wasn't it Nash? I don't know. So, the build-up... Uh, there's... Where to... Uh, God. So, a month before the NWO comes in, it's Hall, Nash, Hogan. Yep. So, like, the, the main three guys. The non-watered-down version. Yes. The main three guys are the poison that Vince McMahon is going to inject into the company. And this because- is... You know, Ric Flair owns half of it. This is the crew that dominated WCW for two years. Yep. So they come in, and pretty much their first week in, they have Scott Hall getting humiliated by Austin. Yep. Like, Austin just humiliates him. He he, yep. tie, he kidnaps him. He ties him up. He yep. 
beats on him. And, you know, Hall and Nash, and they, 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 they beat on Austin later to get some heat back, but it's really dead. Like, once, once the guys are humiliated kind of from the get-go, the whole thing is done. Well, it falls apart, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it was it's bad. Yeah, it was really yeah, bad. Yeah, you had money waiting to be printed. This was it. This was your chance. So Austin is in a match that he clearly doesn't want to be in. No, he doesn't. Like, if you're Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you want to be, you want to be, he's, he's five matches from the top. <laughs> like, basically a mid-card match. Yep. And, uh... Oh and Nash has the easiest job at WrestleMania. He just gets to stand around. I mean, he did take a clothesline over the top rope. So Well, he took a stunner too, didn't he? Oh, yes, he did. He did take a stunner. And then in the match, like they have this match, and Austin basically just like schools them both. Yeah, uh, he just beats them up. Yeah. Just beats them up. But I mean, Scott Hall sells the stunners like a pro. Yeah. I've he... never seen them sold so so deliciously in my life. The end Ever. Of the, the end Not, of the... People don't like it. I love those stunners. The end of the match, he he takes the one stunner and he goes like he's he stays on his seat, but he's all stunned. And then he takes the second one and just a big ass leap and a bump. Yep, so <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, and so, but the end of uh, NWO gets buried. Austin celebrates and drinks beer. Yep. And uh, I put two stars. Yeah, it was it was watchable. There wasn't much to it. The stunners were good. That was some serious stank on those stunners. The, the promos leading up to this were were the stunners with some stank on it. They sure were. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunners with a little, with a little stink. Saying he's gonna put some stunner with stank on it. Yep, a little bit of stink on it. So good. That promo was great. That Austin promo. Not yeah. a bad match, but again, the whole thing was just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So speaking of bad matches, we get to this triple threat tag team match. Oh God. Oh uh, no, no, no 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 four corners four corners. Corners. So we got the Hardys. Yes. And we got Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck are the champs. Deadly boys. Yes. Who the fuck else was in this match? The APA. Oh, Jesus. Yep. That's right. So, uh, God. uh, the Dudley boys come out first and that's where, what the fuck their names are playing them in saliva or drowning pool. I don't know what saliva. Yep. Saliva. saliva. Uh, including the guy all like trying to grind with Stacy Keebler when she's dancing. What else? Let's see. Here are my notes. Yeah. I'll be honest. I actually, I went and grabbed a bowl of rice krispies while this uh, was going on. But yeah. but some stuff that I saw, uh, at one point, Jeff Hardy takes his shirt off, and he's so white. like Oh, he's like a ghost. If I'm Vince. And I'm sure he would really enjoy being um, called a ghost, because he's so enigmatic and, <laughs> and stuff. If I'm Vince, I'm, I'm immediately like, get a tan. <laughs> he needs to get a tan. God damn it. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Stacy, I love Vince. Stacy, exactly what he's gonna say. Stacy Keebler distracts uh, Jeff Hardy by coming up on the apron, turning around, and then yanking her little her little wrestling panties up to show her ass. So yes, and that distracts the wrestlers. But Jeff Hardy comes over and like smacks her ass, and then like forcibly kisses her. So that's great. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um. Then I put that's your face, by the way. Yeah. Then I put this is a mess. I'm bored. One star. Because <laughs> that's what it was. Billy and Chuck yeah, won. I, I give this a dud. I, I didn't like this match. I didn't like this match being in the crowd. And I didn't like Matt watching this match at home uh, afterwards and any other time since. Uh, Billy and Chuck won. Yes. All right. So then then backstage, Christian wins a hardcore title. Yeah. <laughs> he pins Molly Holly and he's got the hardcore title now. Then we get to yeah. the... Then we get... Then we get to the match, like this again, this one show match, and this is or this one one match show, and this is the one match. 
Yes. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about it? The icon versus icon. Uh, Rock against Hogan. We went into this event uh, as fans, being like, "All right, you know what? We're going to be the guys that cheer for Hogan." I think we thought we'd be the only ones. We were like, "We'll be them." We were, like, we... we're going to cheer for Hogan. It's fucking Hogs. Why not? Yep. Um, yeah, everybody cheer for Hogan. Everyone. Everybody in the crowd. It's like an Canadian way of doing things. I'll cheer the guy from the eighties. And like in love with Hogan, but he came out and uh, and people went went crazy. They went fucking ape shit. The Rock yeah, came out to tremendous good. booze. Yep, big time. Then Just they like the year before. Yes, and then they do the lockup. Buy a break. They they start the match. They do the lockup, and Hogan does the whole overpower you spot where he throws him on his yep. ass and then poses. Yeah, and, and people, people went fucking nuts. People, including us. And they do these wrapped up in it. They do these wide shots of the crowd. People yep. are jumping. They're hugging each other. They're like flailing around, like yep. just this was a crazy. Big deal. This was a big deal. Uh, Hogan, Hogan immediately. I, I mean, they must have known going into this because Hogan is working babyface right away. Yep, <laughs> posing, you know, listening to the crowd, like looking out to the audience, just like complete yep. babyface work by Hogan. Ross. He was back. I mean, this was this is for Hogan. Like, like he leaves uh, in what ninety three, and in two thousand two he returns. And I don't think you guys had a crowd reaction like that since. No, in between that time. So this was like a big deal. A Ro- Ross calls it a mixed reaction. And I'm which talking is baby face reaction, not Hogan heel Hogan. Yeah, who was super over as a heel in NWO. <laughs> I'm talking about baby face Hogan. You know, at a WrestleMania with the with the sixty eight thousand. Yeah, craziness. And Ro- he, he plays it up. They they call it a mixed reaction, like throughout, <laughs> which it's not. It's not even close. Yeah, and it's not. When when Hogan at the uh, in the latter part of the match takes the rock bottom and kicks out and does the Hulk yep. up, I've never seen a crowd like that. No, never. So good. It was. People were just dying to see that again. It it was crazy. And then uh, Hogan does the job to the people's elbow. Yep. He just. Hogan took the pin, like he just lost. It doesn't happen very often. It never didn't happen very often up to that point, um, any time ever. And uh, people were were happy and uh, to d- despite the the finish. And then uh, Hogan and The Rock team up to to kind of fend off the NWO, who were I guess mad at Hogan for losing. No, they were mad because after the match, Hogan uh, shakes The Rock's hand because now he has that's, respect for him. That's right, and so, then they don't like that. So the NWO come out and they're pointing at their T-shirts. They're like, "We're for life, brother." <laughs> We're for life, brother. Yeah. So they beat up on Hoags, and then uh, uh, The Rock makes a save, and then there is a pose. I give that a... I, I like that match, wrestling-wise, kind of three stars, but just overall, I'd give it four. I'd watch it over and over. Uh, I give it five for the atmosphere. I gave the match two. There's some sloppy stuff in it, but uh, who cares? You're not you're not watching it for, for the artwork at this point. So now we have the death spot, like big time. Yep. This is like the death spot of all death spots. I don't think that there is another one like it. No. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe um, Killer Bees against uh, uh, Sheik and Volkov at WrestleMania 3. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this is worse. Jazz versus Lita versus Trish Stratus. Terrible. It's people are just done. Like, after the Hogan match, they are done. And it's just like, <laughs> A, it comes off the, the biggest emotional match of the year and probably of many years and secondly it's the second to last match of the card third it's in the third hour or it's in the fourth hour of the show yep just they they sent them out there to die yep 
Trish Stratus is the baby face uh, from yeah. Toronto wearing Canadian yep. flag packs. Yep. And she loses. Yeah, of course. Of course. The only the only other thing to note is that Jerry Lawler repeatedly talks about positions. Yes. It's like, oh, they're in that position. Oh, I like that position. Oh, that position. You can always count on Jerry Lawler. You know, we had a year off from that guy. It was great. Yep. Then he was back, and it was the same old shit as before. Terrible. Uh, I give that match a dud. Dud. Um, Next. Maven, win- Ma- Maven wins the hardcore title at the end of the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So all that shit during the event, and, so and it just, just goes back to Maven. Ugh. Should have just had him beat Goldust. Uh-huh. But they had to do funny stuff, because apparently that's what people wanted. All right. We get to the main event. It's, uh, it's I mean, it, it's the main event because it goes on last, but let's be honest here. It's not the main event. Yeah. Triple H against Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is the undisputed champion. Yep. Carrying... Which was a big, huge fucking deal. Yep. He got... uh, for people who like Chris Jericho, but for most people, it wasn't. He got to carry the two big ass belts. He got introduced as being from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, but yep. th- this angle was another shit angle. Uh, yeah. So yeah. on the su- here's yeah, what you I never, have. On- I never understood it. Here's what you have on the surface. Chris Jericho is the one that you that can claim responsibility for putting Triple H on the shelf, because the previous May. Uh, Chris Jericho is the one that yanks Triple H off of a move, and during the process, Triple H tears his quad, and he's out of action for eight months. Yes. And then Chris Jericho wins the titles, so he's the champ, and then Triple H comes back, and his mission is to win the titles from the guy that put him on the shelf. Nice the and easy. storyline was an easy storyline to sell. But? They didn't sell that storyline. Well, what do they have to do? They have to put Stephanie everywhere in this angle. Yep. So Stephanie McMahon is all of a sudden now, after years of feuding with Jericho, is all yes. of a sudden just his pal because she wants to get back at Triple H for divorcing her in in storyline. Yes. Everyone knows at this point that they're married in real life. Yep. But in storyline, they've they're 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 divorced. So she has to team with Jericho, and then they go through these skits where Jericho's like her her little lackey, the champ, by the way. The champ. Yes, I know. Is is Stephanie's lackey, and then this match, this fucking match is all Stephanie McMahon. The whole match. Yep. Like you don't go what a few, like, like fifteen twenty seconds without seeing her. She's the camera cutting to her. She's on the, the actions. She's on the apron all the time. She gets pulled yep. into the ring twice. She she's falling down. She's running around the ring. She's on camera yelling. Yep. The highlight of the match is is Triple H giving Stephanie the pedigree. So again, nice. Like Yeah, again, yeah, the main event of WrestleMania. So, the main event of WrestleMania and the high spot is the the large baby face giving his smaller wife, ex-wife a a, a wrestling move and knocking yep. her out. That's yep. that's that's the highlight apparently. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, they, a lot of people, a lot of uh, the, what they'll say, and, and they'll say, well, it was hard to follow Rock Hogan. You couldn't follow anything with this match. It wasn't very good. It wasn't. No. Another one that I thought of while I was watching this match was one year later, Chris Jericho is is uh, fighting uh, Michaels. I know. <laughs> Him and Shawn Michaels are tearing the house down. Yes. And, and, yeah, yeah, it's it's just, it's it's so hard to, the, the, the where you were saying earlier, where this kind of event fell in kind of this dead zone. Absolutely. It's like this event exists on its own plane and everything else that happened around it was just regular good 
you know, good stuff for the time period. And WrestleMania X8 just kind of exists. It's like things happened prior to this WrestleMania. And then there was this Rock Hogan match and that was it. And then things happen after. <laughs> like, really, that's that's what it is. Yep. Well, yeah. And, and you know, it's just so sad because then what happened it was a really good year after that. And I mean, I won't go into brand extension and name change and all that bullshit and, and the general managers thing and, and the, and the creation of the world heavyweight title and all that crap. There was a lot of good stuff that year it was fantastic. It was a good and, year. Uh, this again, it just existed as like this anomaly in the wrestling world. Uh, but we were at it. <laughs> yes, we were. Uh, you know oh, what? So Triple H won, by the way. Oh yeah, he did win, and he became the world um, champ. The pedigree and became the undisputed champ. And f- there was did a he pop. Lose it? Who did he lose it to? Hogan. <laughs> so he lost it to Hogan at the next pay per view. Great. Be- because Hogan was so popular that, that they had to hotshot the title to him. Then Hogan lost the next pay per view to the Undertaker, and then yep. two pay per views after that, the Undertaker lost to the Rock, and then the Rock lost at SummerSlam to Brock Lesnar. There you go. So they just started it's a lot to, of title changes. They started to hot potato this title around a lot, yep. and then created a second title. Uh, yeah, and then the, and then they created created a second they title. Hot potato that shit around right right along with it. Yeah, but uh, when Triple H wins the match, there's a pop. We were upset. It was just like, why would you pop for the non-Canadian that hates Canada? Like that is clearly <laughs> said in the past that he doesn't like Canada. But you know, pop for him, yeah. not 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 for the home, like, not for the we guy from done, your home country. Younger and dumber. Yep. Um, we were we were not impressed. There are pictures of us after the event standing there looking disheveled. Which is funny because as if Chris Jericho was winning that match. Of course not. There was no way. No. No way he was winning that match. Of course not. Uh, which is probably why people weren't into it either. Because it was just like, we know what's going to happen here. He was, in a, he was badly positioned. They gave him big wins, but it was still... They didn't quite make him that threat. And, uh, you know... By by his own uh, work later on after leaving and returning a few times, and he's able to kind of uh, get himself over as a, a legitimate contender overall. It's been a real testament to his um, his abilities as a professional wrestler. Uh, so that was WrestleMania. I give That's the show. I um the show is uh, if you can find anything that has the Hogan match on it, go watch it um, all the time because it's great. And there's yeah, nothing. And else- if you like saliva and drowning pool, this is the uh, wrestling <laughs> event for you. And other, other than, than that, I do not recommend it to anybody. No, it's a dud. Uh, it's a thumbs down show. I'll, I'll give it a thumbs in the middle because that match is so significant. Yep. But uh, everything else, if it wasn't for that match, like, my God, if it wasn't for that match. Yeah, this, I know. This, I can't imagine how bad it would have been. This is literally it just... It would have been like WrestleMania 9 level bad. Yeah, it was like, this is just some shit that was thrown together for the rest of this card. Yeah, I, it, it's it's a bit mind-boggling. They, you know, big, giant crowd... Um, you know, you're, you're looking to make a brand extension, make a major, you know, they did a brand extension. They announced it that day and, uh, <laughs> and they, and they did it the next week. I, the interesting fact, I was in, um, we went to Toronto and I went back the next week for work when I worked at the, at the CBC yep. I went for a, for a conference. Uh, and, uh, and I was back there and the next week they're doing the draft. It's again, it's like, it was, that was a hard reset. It was almost like. It seemed like you could almost say they reset because of that shit, but they didn't. They had, but even before WrestleMania, they had they had decided to go forward with the with the with the split, and uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's stinky. But uh, and then uh, you know, but it's one of those one of those waypoints um, for me anyway. It was the last pay per view I ever saw. Yes, it is. 
Yeah. Maybe maybe one day, right? <laughs> maybe one day. Next time they come to Winnipeg. Yeah, right. Apparently they'll yeah. never come. Apparently they'll never come back to Toronto for a pay per view or for a show because the fans here are so fucked up. That's what I've heard. Well, have they been since? Have they done a pay per view since that one in two thousand four that you were at in Toronto? Uh, I think they did one more. Did they? I don't remember. Because that oh. one was a that was a shit show. Oh, it was it was a big time shit show. It was wave fun. going on. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, SummerSlam two two thousand and four. Is that the one where Orton beat Benoit? Orton beat Benoit, and yeah. uh, Undertaker beat uh, JBL by disqualification, or vice versa. Who knows? And then Undertaker was supposed to do a spot where he choke slammed JBL through the the roof of his limo, but before yeah. it happened, some dude hopped the rail and was running away from security guards by running on top of the car back and forth. And nice. to- totally to- tore up the gimmicked roof. Awesome. So you don't, they do yeah, some good camera work. They do some good camera work so you don't notice it, but uh, oof, it's bad. So, uh, we did, uh, this is our nice. first show on Skype, aside from a few lags. <laughs> it looks like we can make this shit happen. Not bad. I-, I found the lag on my end to be a little bit much. I don't know if it's because I'm on, uh, on data here. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. If you're in Wi-Fi, if you can get somewhere into a Wi-Fi zone, it'll help a lot. That's the next step. So, so we'll it's figure a good, it out. Because uh, we got a, we got a we got a mega we got a mega cast coming up. So tease tease the next. Uh, this is episode ten, right? This is eleven. Oh, no, this I think. is eleven. Yeah, it's eleven. So what's uh, uh, for episode 12? twelve? Twelve, twelve, and going to, I think it'll be two. Um, just because I think it's going to be a mega cast. It's going to be about music. And uh, get ready for some '80s action. Yeah, we did. I, I was hard at work trying to figure out this setup, and it works. So you can hear, you can hear everything. You can hear this, right? Minus five stars. <laughs> Absolutely. So that, that, that would that would have worked well all throughout. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this podcast. So well done, getting it in right at the end. So, anyways, uh, I figured I'd find a song from 2002 to play us Sense out. Field. So a little Sense Field. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's some 2002 tunes. So. Um, yeah, I, it looks like the mezzanine sleepover. Maybe with a few glitches here and there, but overall, I think the show's going to live on. What do you think? I think it'll live on. So all five of so you out there. So we all celebrate. The five yep. of you out there, two of whom are, are me and uh, Poops. Yep. Pretty damn excited. So anyways. Yep, the other three will enjoy uh, some more mezzanine sleepover as we go on. So uh, we'll see you all probably in about a week from play now. Play us out, baby. And we'll, we'll play some music for you, and uh, away we go. Bye-bye.